What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. Hey guys, what's up? I wanted to pop on tonight and say hi and kind of give you some updates for what was going on in the case. I'm trying to keep an open eye on the chat, but I've got it on my phone, so bear with me. This is my first time doing a live like this, um, but I definitely want to pop on and give you kind of the rundown of what went on in court today real quick, because um, it was it was kind of wild. It's been very dramatic in the courtroom this week. I'm sure you guys have heard, if you've been following this case at all, there's been people kicked um, for certain reasons. Uh, there's been all sorts of things happening, so I definitely wanted to kind of just touch base here um, and say hi. Uh, so... When the couple today, when court started and everything, it was uh, very interesting because the lawyers on both sides decided to kind of exit the building together, like the room, the courtroom. So that was really weird. It got all of us kind of whispering because we were like, what's going on here? Like their lawyers, Amber and Johnny's, they don't usually mix unless they're pushing forward motions or something like that. So we don't really know what that was about. They came back in and then Amber and Johnny joined into the courtroom. And that was interesting because Amber, I don't know if you guys have noticed, she's been really, um, a lot of people have been alleging that she is uh, dressing very similar to Johnny. (laughs) So she came in today dressed in black and I believe he was dressed in black like the last time um, that he was in the courtroom. So that was interesting. I see Nicole's here. Hi, Nicole. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm just on my, so I didn't expect to be in Virginia for so long. Um, so I don't have any of my equipment here with me. So I've got my, my, um, my ring light that I bought for myself. That's just like a little, like I take it on the road with me and then I've just got, um, no microphone. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so back to like what was happening in the courtroom that was Amber and Johnny. And then she came in and she was all by herself today because her friend Eve had been kicked out of the courtroom um, last week. I don't know if you know, but on Friday, they don't really have court. The judge or the lawyers come in and kind of deal with motions and everything like that. And um, they had pushed through a motion because Eve, Amber's friend, had been live tweeting from the courtroom, which you're not allowed to do. Um, so she ended up getting booted from the courtroom. So it was weird to see Amber walk in alone today. Um, and she sat down, look, she looked very tired today, to be honest. And then we had Johnny come in, he had his hair pulled back today. And honestly, like all week, there hasn't really been a, a volume response to him walking in the courtroom, but today with his hair pulled back, you could hear kind of the air go out in the area, which was, it was very interesting. Um, but today we heard from three witnesses so far. So we heard from Dr. Kipper. Um, we heard from Debbie Lloyd, which I was super excited to hear from Debbie Lloyd because we've 
looked at a lot of her testimony um, throughout the time. So we looked at Debbie Lloyd and then also Sean Bett has started his uh, his witness uh, testimony. So the, the first two were by video. So if you've been watching, Dr. Dr. Kipper kind of ended our week last week. Um, and he's the couple's, well, Johnny's uh, private doctor. So basically his concierge, like his doctor concierge um, that kind of comes to his house so he doesn't have to go anywhere. And then I found out that Debbie Lloyd, so I knew she was his nurse, but she's also his like, so he's, we, we talked about how she's his sobriety nurse, but she also, she's there so that he doesn't have to go to rehab. That was kind of the point of like what she does. Um, so that was interesting to me that there are celebrities that can pay for that kind of service. Um, and then we had Sean Bett, who has been Johnny's longtime um, security guard. And also he is now uh, kind of taking the place for Jerry Judge we've kind of seen. So if you, if you know this case at all, Jerry Judge was Johnny's head of security. And so Sean is now um, Johnny's head of security. So that was interesting. We just got started on his statement, but I kind of want to touch on Dr. Kipper real quick. So Dr. Kipper, honestly, like because Dr. Kipper and Debbie Lloyd were video format, it was hard to deal with. Like you kind of boring in the courtroom because when you've got the ask and answers, there's more of an urgency and things like that. So the videos don't come off as intriguing, I guess, as the rest of it. Um, but he kind of started off a little um, just spitting the facts and everything. But then we got into the Australia incident. Um, and he said that the chef found Johnny's finger, which is different from what we've read on the case so far. Um, we found that Ben King found Johnny's finger, like the tip of his finger that had been cut off. And also, um, that would be something Debbie would testify to. She would also say that Ben King found Johnny's, the tip of his finger. So I don't know if Dr. Kipper just wasn't there, um, when the tip of the finger was found or it has been a lot of years. I mean, that was 2015. We're now into 2022. Um, he did say he saw Amber in the house that day that she was very upset, but she didn't seek medical attention. Cause we're talking about the Australia incident when she says she was drugged through glass. She, um, like she was in fear of her life. It was a hostage situation for her, even though she had a cell phone, like just, she had alleged a lot of stuff, but she didn't seek any medical attention for that. It was Johnny that went through the hospital. Hi, Carla. How are you? Welcome. Um, so yeah, that was interesting to hear. He said her face was not swollen and there were no cuts on her body. And I like freaked out about that because I don't know if you remember, um, but on our, our, our latest um, podcast, we're going episodes, we're going through the Australia incident. And she said at one point, she's like, I didn't know if it was my blood or Johnny's blood that was on my body. I was cut up so much from being drugged through glass. But then Dr. Kipper, who's a freaking doctor is saying, no, there was no injuries, no, no cuts, no blood on her body. Like that's so crazy. And he said, if she had been injured, he would have documented it. So then he moved on to the December um, incident and basically he didn't mention the incident at all, but we know if we've been following the case that there was an incident between the couple in December of 2015. Um, and it was on December 15th. You can see that. Oh my God, Felicia. Hi, welcome. Felicia just commented. She said, you can see the scar from the cigarette on JD's cheek. I hadn't noticed that. Um, so I'll have to have a look. I, um, that's so sad though. Um, and that's from the Australia incident as well. Um, 
just crazy. But if you we're going to go through the December incident here shortly, but basically Amber alleges that there was another altercation between the couple and she alleged that she was she was beaten. Meanwhile, Johnny says that he got scratches to his face and Sean Bett today was showing photos to the court of the scratches on Johnny's face. Um, Amber doesn't have any of the photos from that incident. She does have a photo shoot that she did later. It's fine. She also appeared on the James Corden show where she looked totally fine although she said she had a split lip and everything else. Um, but we'll get into that here shortly on our podcast. Um, but uh, it was a huge altercation she had alleged. Yet on in December, I believe it was, excuse me, December 17th. So her incident that she's claiming happened on December 15th. Then she goes to the doctor on December 17th. She's complaining of a chronic headache. She says that she's had a headache for several days now. She needs some help with it. Um, they issued her some over-the-counter Tylenol and ibuprofen. So normal stuff. No injuries were documented to Amber at all at that point in time. Now she didn't see Dr. Kipper. She saw um, his other medical professional Monroe, he said, but no injuries were documented. They would have had to document the injuries if she'd had any on her. They even performed a cu concussion check on Amber that day and there was no concussion noted. So that was wild to see. It completely did, Carla. It completely shattered what she said. It's so wild. MK, hi, welcome. I've been covering this on my TikTok um, since 2020. This is where I got down the rabbit hole. So welcome. Yeah, I'm really glad to be doing it here on my podcast now. Um, but yeah, there was um, so much that he covered um, on this. And also on her medical chart, I noticed that Dr. Kipper had noted that she um, was diagnosed with insomnia. But... We look back at Kate James' statement where she said that she was taking that drug Pervigil and Pervigil is for narcolepsy and Amber has testified that she has narcolepsy. So I don't know. Let me know in the comments. Is that is narcolepsy something that like, can you have insomnia and narcolepsy at the same time? Because Kate James had alleged that that Pervigil drug was being used for weight loss. So I, I don't know. Um, and yeah, the way her team is interrogating um, witnesses, I mean, mind you, it's mostly been Johnny's witnesses so far. So maybe they'll change their tactics when it's Amber's witnesses. But the way they're doing it is so almost attack form. You know, like that's that's what's really um, kind of been nuts about the whole situation. Um, so I just kind of got home. I'm going to start going off. We can't bring any electronics into court. We have to bring like of, I feel like I'm in high school again, like an actual like pen and paper and everything else. Um, but I just wanted to touch on what Debbie Lloyd said, because Debbie Lloyd, there was a lot going on with her. She seemed almost like Kate James, where she was definitely like more reserved when it came to the questions that the lawyers had. Um, but yeah, exactly. Sorry, excuse me. Um, Nicole in the comments, she said that the, her Amber's team are complete sharks versus his team who are very kind. Yeah, I'd mentioned that. I can't remember. I think it was on Dr. Soup. I had said that like Do Ben Chu is super chill. Like he seems like he's so respectful and nice. And then you look at Amber's team and it's just like, um, it's, it's crazy. But um, back to Debbie Lloyd. So she had a video deposition of three hours and she was she just didn't seem like she was happy to be reporting on the couple again, which I, I can't say as I blame her. It's been a minute, but she provided 24 seven care to the, to Johnny was the main thing. And then um, as time went on, Amber seeked help with Dr. Kipper as well. Um, I'm not sure exactly what her help was for. They did list anxiety um, as well as they were monitoring her for new mood stabilizer drugs that she was going to go on. Um, but Debbie was one of the people that helped Johnny detox from opioids for that trip where he went to his Bahamas 
um, home and was de detoxing from opioids. Um, she said she never witnessed him use cocaine. Um, and let me just see here what we got here. And JD had become addicted to opioids after um, dental work. So that's um, where he kind of came down with that for. Um, there was a lot of, I don't recall a lot of like, and it makes me wonder, she's worked with a lot of high profile con um, clients. So I do wonder if she's kind of being more reserved in that fact so that she can maintain her reputation and keeping, I don't know, how do you say it? Like keeping everyone's privacy. I I'm not sure. There was a lot of, I don't recall. So let me check the chat here real quick. Yeah. So someone MK, I was going to get to that. So someone uh, just said in the chat, MK, she said, did I understand correctly that age took his drugs? Amber Heard took his drugs to take with her friends. So sorry, I feel like this is so old school because I've got like all these notes. Um, I had mentioned that down here where he had said in a text message to Debbie that he had, I think it was Adderall and a few other things that she had taken from him for her quote unquote debauchery. And he couldn't believe she had taken meds that he needed. Like they weren't, they were for his drug withdrawal. She had taken these meds that he needed daily that were prescribed to him by doctors for her own fun. And it was Adderall and another drug that she had taken from him, um, supposedly. But he also did mention the sister. So I'm unsure if that's like, was it Whitney or Amber that took those drugs was where I kind of fell off the boat a little bit there. And they didn't ask her too many further questions on that. So that was super confusing. Um, yeah. So at the very beginning of Debbie's statement, I thought that was so interesting because we're going to um, uh, not next week, the week after we're going into the staircase incident, Debbie had said, she said under oath that she never had anything thrown at her by Johnny Depp, which is so funny because Amber had alleged in her witness statement concerning the staircase incident that a uh, Red Bull can had been um, thrown at, um, at Amber had alleged that Debbie had had a Red Bull can thrown at her by Johnny. Sorry, excuse me. So that was, it just, everything has struck down Amber's witness statement. I found with every, every witness we have seen so far has backed up the fact that Johnny keeps leaving these situations. He's the one leaving it. And that was something really sad that Debbie had testified to was she had witnessed many, many times where Amber had instigated the fight and then continually followed him around his house or wherever they were, followed him from room to room, wouldn't give him his own space. Even when he asked her to just kept pushing the fight, kept pushing the boundary. But Debbie also did say, just like Dr. Kipper said that she'd seen no, um, uh, violence between the couple. She hadn't, she hadn't witnessed it. Um, so that was just super interesting to kind of note. Um, and everything about Debbie's statement that was so crazy to me as well was it all started with an argument between the couple. Like all of Johnny's issues were he had an argument with his wife and this is putting mounting stress on him. There was even a point where um, she had put in her notes that he had severe anxiety about her just coming to speak with him. But then what I can believe was Debbie said that she didn't believe that abuse had taken place. She didn't believe that there was domestic violence in the relationship when she was treating him or she would have had to report it. And I'm like, and she did believe that the relationship was toxic. And I'm like, okay, but when are we going to take male victims of domestic violence seriously? Like, when are we going to actually be like, like if, if someone's following you around your house to the point that you have to leave and go to another house, thankfully Johnny had another house 
that's abusive. Abuse isn't always physical violence. It's abusive. Sorry, let me take a sip of my wine and, and see what everyone's saying to me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh my God. That was so crazy. I almost forgot about that, Carla. There was a point where Debbie had testified um, that there she was trying to leave with Johnny and um, like leave the penthouses with Johnny and Amber had gotten in the elevator and wouldn't let them leave the Eastern Columbia building. And that was bonkers. But then I hate Debbie kept saying, well, I don't know all the details. And I, I don't know my own personal opinion. I feel like she does know some details, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know why she's not, I, I don't know. And maybe she's done, just done with it. And I, I really can't blame her. I mean, this is probably been something she's been asked about several times now and you kind of get to the end of your rope and she's probably going to be called Amber has a whole other case against Johnny that's going to come up in a few years from now. So she's probably going to get called as a witness again in this. Yeah, exactly. She didn't want Johnny to go. This, it was so crazy. And the thing is too, they kept under, they kept saying in Debbie's notes that they understood the need for the two of them to separate. And then also, did you guys catch when Debbie said like, they were reading text messages that Johnny had sent Debbie and she was like, Oh my God, it's going to make me cry. Like that was wild. Um, so I think we've kind of covered most of Debbie. I mean, obviously not most, um, but let me just have a look here make sure I've kind of got everything here. She did say she was, uh, she would have been a mandated reporter. So if there had been any domestic violence, she would have had to report it. But I really do wonder, um, I don't know. I don't know when are we going to take people seriously when it comes to domestic violence because it isn't just it isn't just physical abuse. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, oh, yeah. And they even came up with a plan at one point because Johnny was by August 19th. So this is just a few weeks after he started his detox, he's arrived back in Los Angeles. And she says, Johnny's still frustrated with the detox process, thought he was done with the process and needed um, to process his feelings. So once the two of them process their feelings, uh, like her and once she, ugh, I can't talk, sorry, excuse me. Once Johnny processes feelings to Debbie, because Debbie wasn't just there as medical um, sobriety nurse, but she was there as some emotional support as well to help him through his sobriety. Um, once she did that with him, they came up with a plan um, for him and Amber to take a few days off because Johnny had said that he realized the reason he didn't feel confident in his detox was because tensions were rising with his then fiance, I believe she was at that point in time. Um, so she felt that she recalled that Johnny felt like um, Amber was trying to interfere with his drug de detox by reporting back to Dr. Kipper along with Debbie false information 
about his detox, which is interesting because if you look at the other notes that she had had, it was Amber all being concerned about him um, getting sober. So that was interesting. But then I couldn't understand later, they said that um, they had encouraged the couple to kind of go off alone together and spend more time together. But I'm like, why? Obviously, she's toxic. And at one point, they even said um, he understood the negative effect that Amber was having um, on him, on him himself. Um, yeah, he, yeah, that's true. So Johnny concerning Debbie, someone said, Carla said, um, he treated her like family, um, when texting and it's, it's so true. Um, and I mean, like even her, like getting emotional, you could see that she wasn't just his nurse to him. And, and the fact that Dr. Kipper withheld his treatment from him because he felt like Johnny wasn't going anywhere. Um, that was, that was something else. Um, and then he had to say goodbye to Debbie, but I, I believe they worked together again after that. So that's good. Um, that's it too. Like maybe it's, uh, Felicia said, maybe she didn't want to answer in case she got details wrong and was accused of lying. And that's true. Especially when it comes to cross-examination with Amber's lawyers, Amber's lawyers are fierce. And I do believe I, I talked about this on Dr. Soup the other day um, that if Amber loses this case, I'm really not sure where her career is going to be. I, re I really don't know. And I think her team realizes that and, and they're fighting hard on this um, to the point that they're kicking Johnny Depp supporters out of court. Um, so you could tell that some people feel totally threatened by this. There's a lot of hypocrisy from Amber because she's consumed drugs too. And right in front of him, that's true. And um, even uh, Sean bet today testified that he's seen Amber drink copious amounts in front of Johnny. And that's super hard to do in front of someone who is struggling with their sobriety. Um, that sucks. Uh, I hate when people say both are toxic. I, I think the relationship was definitely toxic, but I think oftentimes it's easy for us to say both are toxic when it comes to men in abusive situations. Um, a lot of people I think feel that men are supposed to somehow have the upper hand in the relationship, which also leads into misogyny and everything else. But I think like, no, men can be abused too. And I, I do think this is an instance, especially after hearing the testimony that we heard today of a man being abused. And, and sometimes, I don't know, the, we had heard from the therapist last week, the psychotherapist for the couple that she thought it was mutually abusive relationship. Mutual abuse is, is something that is so controversial nowadays. It's not something that a lot of doctors even, um, uh, what is it called? Acknowledge. Um, so that's something we have to keep an open mind to also, I mean, along with this testimony and that therapist testimony, I was looking at Dr. Grande here on YouTube this week, and he was talking about how um, doctor testimony, like therapist testimony, that that type of thing with doctors, it's a little bit more because doctors can actually diagnose and everything else. But especially with therapist testimony, um, they're just trying to treat. So they're not making their notes as if they know they're going to go to a court of law later. You know what I mean? Like they, that's the, the, the point and purpose of their notes isn't because they're like, Oh my God, like we have to go <laughs> to court and like prove whether this person was abusive or that person was abusive. It's like, no, we have to treat this person. So that's kind of the point and purpose of their notes. So it's not really to find a, a villain or a victim, but yeah, I used to work in healthcare. Anyone testifying, specialized for we'll stick closely to the medical record and almost nothing else. I don't blame them, honestly. Um, thank you, Quero. <laughs> Typical modern woman, unmarriable. I don't want to get married. Um, Johnny. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, that was even hard to do uh, with when Christy, when they had to get a, 
another room for Johnny. Every time they would travel together, she always had to get another room for Johnny. So he had somewhere to retreat to, which was absolutely crazy. Um, so there was a point, it was on October 23rd. Um, they, Debbie said she arrived um, to Johnny and Amber's and JD, Johnny, sorry, excuse me, I'm reading my notes. So Johnny felt agitated um, as he said that Amber was describing him in a mania episode. And like Johnny has been diagnosed with bipolar one. Um, and she, Johnny was alleging that this was to explain his behavior and excuse Amber from any fault in the argument. And uh, so Debbie was able to process Johnny's feelings on the whole situation and talk with him. And he was able to see Amber's negative behaviors. That was interesting to me. And then, of course, as almost with every documented thing on this um, in Debbie's notes, she said that Johnny's stressed about the relationship. And and this is something so they made psych um, psychologist appointments. But it's something that just keeps getting repeated, repeated, repeated. Um, two bottles of wine herself. And that's the thing, too. We, we talked a lot about way back in the day and how he would spend like thirty to forty thousand dollars of wine on wine like a month. And that's been alleged a lot that that was actually for Amber. And Debbie did um, back up that that it was Amber. Um that was always instigating the violence with him and um, how she'd witnessed several times. She also said she went to the wedding, which was so crazy to me. I, I, I don't know, but she also said, she's like, I'm not sure if I was there working or if I was there having a good time, but I was like, that's so interesting that a nurse would like go to a couple's wedding. Um, but she does remember that there was talk of a prenup at the wedding. And Johnny said, that Amber didn't take well to the idea of him signing or her signing a prenup. So that backs up the whole Australia incident right there. I know it's awful. Like, but they keep bringing up, like I've been looking at so many Twitter like tweets and, and everything and everyone talking about, is this a defamation case or is this, did Johnny do drugs? And it's like, obviously Johnny did drugs. He's been doing drugs since the eighties. Like, I don't know why people are surprised by that. Sorry, I'm just having a little look through my notes, seeing if there's anything I missed on Debbie, but I don't think there is. Always stress level. Wife, wife makes him feel like he can never do anything. <laughs> just crazy. Um, but of course, like the court said, Debbie was Johnny's nurse. So we didn't, we haven't heard from Aaron Borum yet. I'm not sure. Let me know in the comments if you know that we're going to hear from Amber's nurse. This was Johnny's nurse. So she wasn't treating Amber. She doesn't know how Amber was feeling. So she's just talking on um, Amber, but yeah, we already talked about how Amber was also stealing meds. I, I did write in my notes here just to clarify that because I was just kind of going off the top of my head. Johnny said that his meds were missing his prescription medication that he needed for detox. And he texts Debbie. She wiped me out of everything. He needed Adderall. He can't believe that he stole, she stole my meds for her debauchery. So then we got to Sean Bett, and he was only on the stand for probably about 40, 50-ish minutes today. It was the very end of the day. He had a lot to say. He's been with Johnny for literal years. Um, before then, he worked in private security for over 20 years. He's been with the LAPD for um, 14 years before all of this. Um, he left the LA Sheriff's Office after um, for medical with a, a several car accidents. So that makes sense. He said he was kind of forced out because of that. But after that, he went on for state security, CEOs, celebrities, and everything else. Became employed by Johnny after a networking gig that he'd been on. Let me have a look at your comments. Sorry. 
I know. And they'll, they'll keep bringing up the drug thing. Cause it's the only, it's the only thing they've got. Like, to be honest, and the text messages, they'll bring up his private text messages between him and Paul Bettany, along with himself. And, um, Oh, uh, the one about the car, Isaac. Um, and, and the thing is, is you have to look at all of that in context. Like, I don't, I don't know the private messages between you and your friends with the Isaac text message. He, she had just gotten him, um, totally, um, removed, excuse me, just a moment. Only a crazy woman wanting to do damage would get mad over a prenum. <laughs> Nicole says that's fair. <laughs> um, only women who would ask for three penthouses and a Range Rover. <laughs> Carla. <laughs> oh my God. Also, can we just touch on like why she was asking for those penthouses? Only three of them out of the five. She was going to let Johnny have two others. Was she just going to live next door to him? Like she's so afraid of him, but she's going to be neighbors with him after she divorces him. Like, tell me, let me know if it makes sense. I'm drinking Snoop Dogg as usual. It's my absolute favorite 19 crimes. We did it on an episode for Snoop Dogg. Um, but yeah, so crazy. And Sean had explained, sorry, getting back to Sean got totally distracted about that. Um, Sean explained he works, he now works about six to eight years exclusively with Johnny, but he's worked with Johnny for longer. He's dealt with crazy fans, paparazzi. He used to take the kids to school, help Vanessa take the kids to school, all of that stuff. Um, and Johnny, he says, has an open door policy. So when even when he's traveling, Sean has access to wherever Johnny is. Um, and he has now taken on Jerry Judge's role. He did say that he saw Johnny drink alcohol sometimes um, and that he would have a glass of wine every now and then. Um, he also said that he felt like when it came to Johnny being intoxicated a little bit, that Johnny was too cool for school. Like he could hold his liquor really well. And he said that Johnny could hold his liquor better than um, he could. And that Johnny is super low, low key and easy to get along with. And that stands when it comes to his drinking. He said um, he hadn't seen Johnny use drugs, but he was aware that Johnny had been using drugs because Johnny had told him he had been. Um, when he first met Amber, when Sean first met Amber, it was between, he said somewhere between 2010 to 2012. He couldn't remember exactly when, cause they filmed an episode or an episode, excuse me. They filmed a movie together. Right. So there was a lot of that time, but he said he first met her at, um, Johnny's Hollywood estate. So over at his Hollywood Hills home. And at first he said that Amber was like super pleasant. She always had a smile on her face, um, was like a neighbor. And those were the early days. And Johnny was almost part-time with her in the relationship because he traveled so much. So me, let me have a look here. Um, Oh yeah. So yeah. So Sean, um, Sean was very forthcoming when it came to this. I felt like he was a lot like Isaac when it came to his witness testimony. Um, he just kind of said and did whatever he wanted, which a lot of times is frowned on by a judge, but a jury could rule a little differently in that. And, um, Sean just kind of kept talking over everyone and, I knew what he was doing. He was trying to get his truth out there, but you can't do it. And he's also been an LA sheriff's officer before. He knows he knows how to testify. 
Um, I think he was just trying to get a word in edgewise. I mean, even to that point, like they asked him, they said, have you ever witnessed Amber throw things at Johnny? And he said, oh, you know, like some, he's like, especially that vodka bottle that Johnny said she had thrown, you know, to like slice off the tip of his finger. And they were like, oh, that's hearsay. You, you didn't see it. Like Johnny told you that. So that was, <laughs> and he just kept talking and it got to the point where the judge was like, as Nicole said in the chat, the judge said to him, surely you've testified before, sir. And it's like, I'm sure he has, but he's speaking his truth right now. Like, I don't think it comes off well to a jury when people keep cutting you off as it, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's frustrating. Um, and also they asked Sean about um, Whitney, Rocky, Io, Josh, all of Amber's friends. And they said, how was your relationship with them? And he said, well, from first observing them at first, they were very nice because from what he observed, they were taking advantage of Johnny. And I mean, as someone working for him, he probably felt like he couldn't even tell Johnny that because that's been kind of the consensus from people that have witnessed all of this. Um, that comment was because he was a cop and worked in the homicide division. They sometimes have to testify because of it. Exactly, Carla. I know, but this whole thing, the whole question was frustrating. It's very frustrating when it comes to Amber's lawyer. They're very frustrating. Um, but yeah, he said he did notice the couple's relationship changed from happy high school giddy to just complete arguing with Amber starting every argument. And like we said, Amber was drinking in front of him. And um, yeah, and that was another time where he talked kind of over the judge. And I, I wrote, good job, Sean. We love Sean. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he also overheard Amber telling Johnny that he was a fat ass. Fuck you, Johnny. And you too, Sean. And she threw a water bottle at the two of them. And it bounced down the stairs. Uh, yeah, I think that's Sometimes the only thing that Amber's team seems to be able to say is uh, objection. <laughs> um, but Sean did say he talked to Amber once when she confided in him about her relationship with Johnny. I don't know what my lights are doing. I'm so sorry. Um, but said when she was driving, he was driving her from the West Hollywood Hills home to the East Columbia building after her and Johnny had had a fight. Um, so he told Amber, you guys are either going to kill each other or you're going to end up in jail. And she's sobbing in the back of the car and she says, but I love him and he can't, I don't want him to leave me. And Sean says, well, this can't continue. So yeah. And he said that was constant arguing between the couple that was slowly and progressively getting worse. And I think from there on, that's kind of where we're at with these two for today. Um, he did start to touch on Amber's dirty 30 um, before we kind of left on this, he talked about the December -ish incident. We kind of talked on that, um, where he had taken the photos of, Am of Johnny with scratches on his face. It's interesting that Johnny's always the one with injuries, um, on him. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, and then the photos of Amber where it's like, she's been, um, editing them. Um, let me have a look here. Yeah. Amber's team is super aggressive. Um, but yeah, Basically, he did talk about, Sean did talk about how Johnny was with Ed White, one of his accountants, and he had witnessed them and, and driven him from his office in LA first to the house. So this was on Amber's birthday, the um, April the 21st, to go to her dinner party that she was throwing, which we've gone over. I think it was in the Narcissist Tales part three. So we did that in depth if you, if you want to know more about this noise. Um, but basically, he drove him to his West Hollywood Hills home. They had, he had to retrieve something well, he was rushing because it was Amber's birthday and he knew he was late already. Um, he, Sean said he didn't appear to be intoxicated, but right before everything cut off from today, 
Sean did mention that Johnny had had a couple of glasses of wine at the meeting. That's new information. Tomorrow, I would not be surprised if Amber Heard's lawyers go tooth and nail on Sean about those glasses of wine. How many glasses of wine did Johnny consume? Did he seem drunk? How do you know he didn't seem drunk? I, I can I can already hear all the questioning that's going to be released into the courtroom in the first five minutes that we walk in the door tomorrow. Um, so don't be surprised by that if that's something that happens. Um, but yeah, and basically Sean just kept being told over and over and over again. He had to only testify to what he knew. Um, and he did say that whenever Amber and Johnny would have these huge arguments that um, Amber would always set up the stage for him to return. He said, this was the cycle. He listed out the cycle and I'll read it here to you. Um, where did my cycle go? Maybe I'll read it here too. You see all these notes. Isn't it freaking wild? I literally have felt like I'm in high school. Um, so the cycle would be that they'd start, Amber would start a fight. Oh my God, where did my little, I wrote it in like arrows. I remember even writing it. I was like, here's the cycle of the fight. I know it. Um, but like basically they'd start a fight. Johnny would flee the home. That was the basic gist of it. And then within a few hours, they would be rekindled by the next day. He'd be back at the ECB. There'd be candles laid out, bottle of wine, empty glasses, ready music playing. Amber would be ready to start their relationship all over again. And that's exactly what he said happened on May the 21st when they walked in, because of course the couple didn't see each other from Amber's birthday celebration for over a month. And we, we went through this in the narcissist tale series from part one to part three. Um, but they hadn't seen each other for a month. He walked in just to grab some of his shit. He'd already told her he was divorcing her. He had already called her and told her what you should never do when you're in an abusive relationship and things just deteriorated from there. And, um, he did say Jerry and him had stood outside the penthouse doors waiting to hear kind of what was going on in there to give the couple their privacy while he was kind of grabbing his shit. They heard Amber losing her shit. They, they pounce in Johnny standing on the other side of the room, Amber and Rocky on the other side of the room. And then Amber, she looks shocked to see these security guards here. She didn't know they were there. And she suddenly changes her tune. And she says, this is the last time you do this to me. And Johnny says, what the hell are you talking about? And that's when Jerry went over and said, boss, let's go and got him out of there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we stopped tonight. Let me just have a look at the comments and I'll close this out here. I've been on way longer. I could talk about this for forever. It was because of all the objections. Amber's lawyers are really aggressive and annoying. At least Eve, <laughs> at least Eve was yeeted out. So no more tweeting from there. Vincent says, I wonder what she's been tweeting. I'm blocked on everything now. <laughs> oh God. I was surprised they didn't mention anything. And they also didn't really go hard on the court for um, how they react to things, which I thought was interesting because I, I kind of felt like we get a talking to this morning about how people react to certain things being read aloud in court. They did say, if people laugh, you can laugh, but don't laugh too loud. Um, GD's team doesn't need to be aggressive. They have the truth. Um, MK says, and Carla says, yes. And that aggressiveness is going to bite them back because they're showing like an aggressive team. I believe that too. I think that, I think the jury can see that for sure. And Amber's attorney sounds like the speaker's under duress. Elaine told me she liked my hair today, guys. I don't know how to feel. Thank you, Elaine. I don't know. 
<laughs> Anyways, I should close out. I've kept you all way too long, but I wanted to pop on. I'm going to obviously make my TikTok like I do every night for this case. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad to be here. This has been wild. It's been weird sitting behind him. Um, weird seeing Amber and never wanted to see Amber. It's so weird. Um, it's so weird to see these characters that we've kind of been reading about and looking at for so long, see them in real life. I, I didn't even know what Sean Bett looked like. I didn't know what Christy looked like, like weird things like that, where you just see them there in the courtroom. Um, but yeah, until tomorrow, I'll be up super early, ready to do that. Maybe I'll go live outside the courtroom in the morning. I'll let you know, but yeah, until next time, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you, Carla, for being here. I appreciate everyone for being on. Um, but I'll see you guys later. Bye. Hoda Media Production.